Welcome to Redressing Weddings. I'm Ilya Parkins. For the final episodes of the series, we're turning to some individual stories that we love. These are stories of wedding clothes that gather up some of the themes we've been touching on all through the series. For this episode, I sat down with Owen to talk about his wedding and what he wore. What's so great about Owen's story is the way that the clothes he wore on that day affirmed his trans identity and also his gay relationship. You really hear how important it was to be seen and admired in the suit that he chose. Although getting that suit was not without some anxiety, as you'll hear. So it's a story that reminds us of the highs and the lows, so to speak, of clothing. How the very same outfit can hold both difficult feelings and joyful ones. I'll let Owen introduce himself. I am a white, queer, I would call myself a non-binary boy. Uh, I'm not quite a trans man, but I'm trans-masculine, and I've been, like, medically transitioning towards like the masculine end of things but I um, identify as non-binary and I use both they and he pronouns. He got married a couple of years ago to his longtime partner and he told me about their connection. My partner's name is Isaiah. Uh, He's really wonderful. We've been together now for maybe about eight years. I don't know what to say about him. He's so great. He's he works at a machine shop and We're both big nerds and we have a lot of the same hobbies. We like camping, we like gaming. Owen had a really interesting take on getting married and the role that it would play in their life as a trans person in a gay relationship. I never thought I was gonna be the kind of person to like get married. (laughs) I never kind of subscribed to like that kind of wedding culture. I thought that be with someone for a long time and to make a commitment to them I find romantic but I don't theoretically find like legal marriage to be particularly romantic to me it feels a little bit just like now I have this piece of paper and it says you have to be with me and now if you want to break up with me it'll be really annoying and make your life difficult and to me that's not like extremely romantic but I like the idea of committing to someone and I like the idea of like throwing a party with your friends to like celebrate the fact that you are choosing to commit to someone. When we first got engaged, my family was surprised. And then even as we were like planning a wedding or a hand fasting, as we called it mainly at the time, uh, we weren't sure if we were actually going to like sign the paperwork and get legally married, but we, we did end up doing that and it was partially because actually it was mostly because like there's a lot of legal I mean there's a lot of legal benefits with marriage for anybody but like as I'm transitioning towards male like we are being perceived more over time as like a gay male couple and so like those kind of benefits of marriage are like more important in that case like you know if I or in the hospital and someone wanted to be like a bigot and not let him come see me, then we have like legal protection, etc. It's such an important reminder of what's at stake in a wedding oftentimes for queer and trans folks. And Owen's trans identity affected the timing of the wedding too. We got engaged in 2016 and then had a long engagement um, for various reasons, but one of which is that we had to postpone our original date because of my top surgery. And so we pushed back a year and got married in September of 2019. Owen told me a bit about what their wedding was like. We had a pretty 
casual wedding because again like the whole wedding culture of it was something kind of like foreign to me it was my first marriage but my husband's second marriage um so neither of us were feeling like extremely strongly about it in that kind of sense but we wanted to throw a party for our friends and so we were originally going to do the whole thing at our house we have a big yard um and we eventually decided there's like a bar in our neighborhood that's um designed to look like a Masonic temple kind of place. And so we had the ceremony there in the afternoon and then it's in walking distance from my house. So everyone walked together to my house to have the reception in our yard. And we had like a big like graduation style tent and um, my friend's band played and it was really um, casual and friendly and homey and wonderful. (laughs) It sounds like this queer wedding brought up some nerves in a couple of different ways related to the mixing of worlds. My immediate family is like supportive and in my corner about things, but like my extended family is a little bit less. And so I was worried about them being there and how I would be perceived by them. And it was also kind of interesting, like not a bad thing, but there was a little bit of kind of interesting tension between like we have a lot of queer friends And for, like, queer friends to come to a queer wedding feels very natural. I've been to many queer weddings myself. But we also have, like, a lot of non-queer friends. And it was kind of interesting the way that – to watch the way, like, my non-queer friends reacted. Obviously, like, there are friends, important people to us that love us and care about us and are very supportive – But there were a lot of people there that were like, this is my first gay wedding that I've ever been to. And it's like so wonderful and beautiful. And I was like happy to that they had that experience and were like happy and supportive about it. But also just kind of like a weird, like different culture between different groups of people that are in our lives that all kind of attended the same event. (laughs) And dress was also a big part of this anxiety. The biggest tension was about what I was going to wear, actually. That was like a big point of stress. So I asked Owen to tell me about what he wore that day. For the ceremony, I wore a dark green suit, patent green leather shoes. I had a brown tie and a white shirt, and I had cufflinks. We're going to talk about the cufflinks, I'm sure. It took me like a weirdly long time to decide even if I was going to wear like a suit or a dress. I... Also kind of liked the idea of wearing a dress, at least originally. Like, I like to wear a dress, um, even after I've, like, I came out and there's a little bit of different, like, connotation and baggage for it now for me. But, like, I will still casually wear a dress to an event and, like, I feel good in it and, like, it's comfortable for me to wear. And so to me, I was like, well, obviously I want to, like, look good and be comfortable at my wedding. So it made sense to at first to me to wear a dress uh originally i actually wanted to wear a reproduction dress from the legend of zelda (laughs) but over time i kind of realized that even though i feel comfortable in a dress like in general the like connotation and baggage of like wearing a dress at one's wedding and appearing in photos with like one person in a suit and one person in a dress Um, was something that I didn't feel comfortable with. And so I decided to wear a suit. I knew I wanted to wear a green suit from pretty much the beginning. And it felt good to make that decision. But then, like, I had never worn a fancy suit before. And so 
I kind of had to wade into very unfamiliar waters in order to accomplish this suit wearing at the wedding. He has a great story about how his friend, a trans woman, helped him pick out his suit. She's very fashionable and she lives in New York City and I travel a lot for work. So I happen to be in New York City anyway. And she was like, you should stay an extra day and like, we'll go shopping and I will help you navigate all of this. And like at the time she was still presenting mail to strangers. And so she was like, I can like, I know a lot about men's fashion. I know how to navigate these stores. I can like use my perceived male privilege to like help talk to people for you. I was still pretty nervous about just going into like a fancy store and trying on expensive clothes because that's not really what I do normally. (laughs) But she really kind of held my hand in a very comforting way through the process. I was worried about everything. I was worried that the people were going to be mean to me and like nothing was going to fit and it was going to be this horrible experience. And she's like, no, all of that is fine. The only thing I'm worried about is that we're not going to be able to find a dark green suit because you're asking me for something uncommon. But we did find one. So I have to say, I love this so much. It reminds us again of the ways that clothing connects people. And in this case, it's about that connection as a kind of lifeline. It's about the unique knowledge trans people often have about clothing and how they use that knowledge to help each other in really concrete ways. That didn't necessarily diminish the anxiety completely, though. Shopping was a process of confronting what Owen didn't know. Uh, I was mostly nervous pretty much the whole time. Like, even at the point where we picked out the suit I was going to try on and I went to, like, try it on, like, I didn't even know how to, like, put on a suit correctly. Like, I came out and she laughed at me because, like, I hadn't tucked my shirt in the right way. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know how to tuck in a shirt the right way. So I don't know anything about any of this. And buying the button-down shirt that Owen wore came with its own challenges. I had trouble finding it because I had my heart set on French cuffs so I could wear cufflinks. And I had trouble finding something that would fit me, that had the kind of cuffs I wanted. I had to get everything kind of super tailored because my body is like just kind of a weird shape because I don't have a chest because I've had top surgery, but I do still have like wide kind of feminine hips. And so things from either kind of gender section don't really tend to fit me extremely well off the rack. So that kind of made it difficult, but I was able to get everything tailored in such a way that made it feel much more comfortable which was nice because like again clothes aren't always like extremely comfortable for me to wear for those reasons but there were some accessories that owen sourced that were really meaningful and that countered those feelings of uncertainty i did get to wear cufflinks and that was kind of like a big deal for me because i had never worn cufflinks before and i feel like you're like a first pair of cufflinks for like a like a growing boy or whatever is kind of like a coming of age thing. In fact, like I have several trans feminine friends in my life who like we have traded clothes. It's like I have a lot of ties that like used to belong to trans women in my life before they came out. And I had been offered cufflinks from a trans femme friend and I was like, I can't accept these because, like, I think when I get, like, my first pair of cufflinks, it has to be, like, more of a thing than, like, someone's hand-me-down cufflinks. <laughs> and so Isaiah got me a set of cufflinks and, like, a tie clip that I had picked out as, like, a gift for the wedding. And 
that's actually still the only time that I've worn those accessories. <laughs> but um, it was kind of just a meaningful moment for me to like open up the little box and see like the cufflinks inside. This was such a brilliant articulation of the cufflinks as a kind of companion in his process of transition. And again, it was the wedding that provided the occasion to experience this. Owen also told me about another ingenious accessory they had made. Well, to tell the story about the boutonniere, I have to tell the story about my costume change. <laughs> because of all the reasons that I already expressed about like being torn between a suit or a dress, I decided to just like wear both. I figured I could cut like a compromise where in like the ceremony and the photos and all of the more formal not that our wedding was extremely formal at any point but the more formal aspects of it particularly ones that I was going to be photographed doing I wore the suit and then after dinner like when the reception kind of started going and the band was started playing I had a dress that I changed into and it was not like a wedding dress at all. It was like a almost Renaissance festival style dress in similar colors to like our wedding colors. So I could wear like all the same accessories, jewelry and stuff. But I wanted to wear, I wanted to wear a boutonniere with a green carnation. And the green carnation was important to me. It was kind of one of the themes of our wedding because it's um, a reference to Oscar Wilde. Oscar Wilde wore the green carnation. And so like back in like the late Victorian period, queer folks would use it as like a signal to each other like oh I see you're wearing that and now I know this about you and so it's important to me for that reason and I wanted to wear it with both outfits so I went to a local florist to ask like I want to wear the same flower as like a boutonniere with a suit and then also like a wrist corsage with a dress I want to be able to take it off and like change it into a wrist corsage and the woman at the floral place was so nice. And she was like, let me think about this. Let me like brainstorm how I can do this. And she ended up like inventing a device for me <laughs> where it was um, instead of a pin, it was a magnet. So it attached to my suit with a magnet. There was like a magnet behind. And then I also had like a copper cuff that went around my wrist that the magnet could also attach to. So I was able to wear the same flower for both. <laughs> The inventiveness here is amazing. How intentionally Owen sourced this piece that would accommodate their approach to the ceremony and reception outfits, and then how they came together with the florist who ran with this vision. Putting it all together with a focus on the suit, I asked Owen how he felt on the day, and it sounds like the anxiety that came with getting the clothes was replaced by some great feelings. It felt it felt really good. And like I was almost worried that it wasn't going to feel good because like every step of the process getting there had been like so hard and like trying it on had been stressful and like getting the alterations had been stressful. And so I was like so worried that I was just stressed out about the suit in general, <laughs> but I felt really good to wear it. I felt really sharp to like wear something that fit me so well. As I said, I felt very put together as I mentioned, like I had never, like it was my first time buying and wearing a fancy suit which like was kind of it's like own debut in a way to people in my life who like knew that I was trans and I was transitioning but had never really seen me in like men's formal wear. I got a lot of compliments on the look from from my friends and family. I think the thing that a lot of people said to me that I really liked was like, oh, you look really sharp. And I thought that was such a cool compliment. <laughs> 
I felt sure. Compliments are so interesting because, like, they're not... I don't think the words, like, handsome and beautiful are, like, inherently gendered in, like, a meaningful way. Like, I don't mind being called beautiful, but I know that, like, a lot of trans folk have baggage about that. And, like, it does feel affirming in a different way to be called, like, less gendered or more masculine gendered compliments. But I think sharp is such, like, a good compliment that says something so specific about how someone thinks you're looking that's like not really gendered in any meaningful way at all. (laughs) What really stood out for me hearing Owen say this was how the wedding was this opportunity to really curate his look so he could ensure his trans identity was affirmed and celebrated. As we heard about in an earlier episode, the one on suits, a well-fitting suit translated for Owen into the feeling that he fit in. And the fact that this is a kind of momentous event, the wedding, meant that it could act not only as a wedding, but also as his, as he called it, debut as trans. And there's another piece of this story that connects really well to this too, that's about using the suit to feel his way into his masculine gender presentation, though not in ways you might expect. Tabletop role-playing and and LARP are important to me in my life, like a hobby that I like to do, but also kind of important to me and Isaiah as a couple because that's how we met. Um, We met maybe 12 or 13 years ago playing a a LARP at like a local college. We played Vampire the Masquerade and uh, we still play it. So we've been in this game. It actually is currently on hiatus, but we played in it pretty actively for about four years, a Vampire the Masquerade game online. And so a lot of our friends locally played in this game. Some of our other friends that we knew from gaming stuff, like on different parts of the country, also play in this game. And it was kind of a big thing, particularly for me, because I played this character named Owen. I started playing Owen not long after I was coming out as trans and still kind of figuring some stuff out. And... Because of the nature of this space that we were playing this game in, like, I didn't use photos of myself. I only used drawings of this character. I used his name even when we were out of character. I was using he pronouns exclusively while I was, like, in this Owen group, but not the rest of my life. I hadn't even started using he pronouns at that point. I was using they exclusively. And even within our friend group, even within our friend group of like local people that I saw, people didn't know for a long time, like who was behind Owen. <laughs> and that was really affirming for me to be for kind of the first time ever in this space where people just like saw me as a boy and I didn't have to worry that they like didn't really because nobody knew who I was and nobody knew I was trans and like, how would you mess up? the pronouns for like a cis boy that you've always known that way. And so that was really special to me. And like, I've played a lot of characters over the years in, in role-playing games, but like Owen is particularly special to me. And that's part of the reason why, but the reason we're talking, you asked me about it in relation to the wedding is because Owen actually got engaged and got married in our game about six months before I did. (laughs) And so I was planning a wedding in real life and in the game, like at the same time, which was kind of funny and led to like, you know, funny misunderstandings that we all had like a laugh about sometimes. 
But also, like, it was interesting for me to almost have, like, a test run wedding. (laughs) But because of, also because of that, kind of just by nature of it, like, I was already spending a lot of energy planning a real wedding. And then my friends would ask me, like, for stuff for that we were, like, planning for this, these things in the game. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I've already had to pick stuff like this. Like, so Owen's wedding ended up with a lot of the same stuff as my wedding ended up with. Uh, he wore a very similar outfit to me. I was very attached to the idea of a green suit. Like, he also has, like, the green carnation thing. Um, I'm very interested in, like, Greek mythology. And we had some of that, like, Greek mythology themes at our wedding. And, like, he's Greek because I'm interested in Greek stuff. And so it all kind of, like, it's just a pool of things I like that, like, both me and this character have. Um, but it was, I was, I was a little self-conscious about it because like a lot of people from our game were at the wedding. In fact, my wedding is the, the time when the most people from our game have ever been in the same room at the same time. We had friends even from other parts of the country who like know us from this game came up for my wedding. And so there were definitely people who were like, ah, I see you're wearing a very similar outfit that got described to me when we when we played this game six months ago and I was like, yep, that's the case, in fact. <laughs> There's so much great stuff going on in this story. First of all, the way that Owen got to get comfortable with his transmasculine identity through this game character before he was publicly identifying as trans. This seems like such an important step. And then also the way that Owen in the game is layered onto Owen in his own life getting married, so that real life Owen effectively got a rehearsal for his own wedding through playing the game. And again, this could be a way to work out all the nerves that we're building up over what to wear and how to present at the wedding. I'm struck again here by the creativity at work. But finally, I asked Owen how it feels now, a couple years later, to look back on the wedding through the photos. I look so happy in all the pictures. <laughs> It's nice to look at them just for that reason. To me, I feel like it was a really great day in our lives that we got to spend around like a lot of people we love. And so I like to just remember how fortunate I am and we are as a couple to like have so many wonderful people. And I think that's like the first thing I think about and like how happy I looked and but I also do like I said I was worried about how I would appear in the pictures particularly if I wore like something that resembled a wedding dress in any way and so it's kind of a relief to me to look at the photos and see like yeah this is what I wanted to look like and it's what I kind of achieved looking like and we look like what you might expect like photos from like a gay wedding to look like and that was kind of important to me because like we identify as a gay couple and I was worried that like we wouldn't seem or feel like a gay wedding and so I was happy that that kind of seems to have gotten adequately expressed I would say. Isaiah wore a white suit with a green tie and we both wore like the patent leather green shoes and I think that we just look really sharp next to each other. (laughs) You know, weddings often appear in pop culture as an ending, the end of a romantic love plot. What I hear in Owen's story is something a lot more hopeful and interesting than that. The wedding is a beginning. 
as a debut, like they said. And the clothes played such a central role in this beginning, which was the beginning of being recognized as masculine and as part of a gay couple. Again and again in hearing these stories, we're brought back to the ways clothes function as a lifeline for queer and trans people, and how the wedding is the place to stage them. We hope you'll tune into the next episode, which features a great story about Audrey and her wedding dress. Redressing Weddings is produced by Ilya Parkins and Kenya Gutteridge. Editing is by Kenya Gutteridge. The podcast is supported by funding from the Social Sciences and Humanities Research Council of Canada. Our deep thanks go to all participants for sharing their stories.